There's somebody following me. Can you do anything about it? Yes, sir. <laughs> no, sure can. Sure can. <laughs> Welcome to the Hitchcock Minute, the where the 1959 movie, North by Northwest. I'm Jonathan, and this is Chris. Hello. Hello, Chris. Welcome back. It's Friday. Yay! We made it to our Friday episode of our first week of this movie. Yeah. How's it been so far? It's not bad. No, not bad at all. <clears throat> you know, not being of the older generation, I probably don't, we don't probably don't wax poetic as much as some people would probably want about some of these things. But you have to admit, this movie moves. Oh, yeah, it does. Uh, as a modern film lover, I, I, I as a I you know what I you know what I forgot to do what was that I never told you about uh, I told you about my Alfred Hitchcock movies mm-hmm. but I never told you about uh, my Cary Grant phase oh that I went through I'll tell you that today yes do please do before we go to on to minute thirty five and we're we're gonna, we'll we'll because I myself that. went through a Cary Grant thing too so. and that that includes the uh, the them leaving the elevator and getting in a car and going to the United Nations so let me tell you about Cary let me tell you about Cary Grant and me. Uh, as you know, when I was in college, I worked at Premier Video, worked for a video, a video company, and I could, uh, rent, you know, uh, not rent, but it'd take home for free at night. What? Movies. No. And they had a super, do you remember the oh extensive God. collection they had? Yeah, of, I do. Of Cary Grant movies, just older movies. I, I love I mean, they, there. they had like, I mean, we're talking 40 to 50 yeah. Cary Grant it movies. It was crazy. I do have a funny Cary Grant story that we'll get to later today. But but first right. you go through yours, and uh, and and what I used to do is I w- I was like you know what I don't know a lot about Cary Grant, but I should learn. So I I picked up a movie and I said I'm going to watch this movie, and uh, I uh, I watched the, the let me see which one I picked up first. Hold on, give me I can't remember right now, but let me look it up. Cary Grant movies. Sorry, give me a second. No, you're good. God, I don't remember which one it is. Hold on. Um, it was an older one. Uh, was that? First movie I ever watched uh, was Bringing Up Baby. Ah, good one. Yeah, it's one of those ones where it's like, you know, classic him. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, if you've ever seen Bringing Up Babies from 1938, so he was much younger. He kind of looks like, in that one, he kind of looks like, uh, what I think Chris, yeah, Christopher Clark Reeves Kent, yeah. basically did that. Mm-hmm. Did that look from Bringing Up Baby. CK Dexter uh, Hayden. Mm-hmm. And then I just started watching lots of them. I watched, uh, Arsenic and Old Lace, Talk of the Town, uh, Once Upon a Time, uh, then I got into like their war movies, the war movies. Um, I was a male war bride, which was not like, you know, serious. Um, and then I watched, oh, Houseboat. Oh. And that was just a year before this movie. That was the last movie he did before this movie. He did that one with, uh, Sophia Loren. Oh, wow. Yep. Uh, he lives on a houseboat with his children. He's a widower. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah, it's like mosquito, the Mosquito Coast, without yeah. the murder and the craziness. <laughs> There's a lot less involved. It's just more, more good fun. And, and at the end of it, uh, an Operation Petticoat, of yep. course. 
Uh, and I just went through a phase. Father Goose. Yeah, I also Father watched Goose Father Goose. Now, now I'm I'm actually looking at a list right now. And Father Goose was his <laughs> next to last movie. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, 1964. Uh, See, while yeah. while you worked at Premiere, I worked at Blockbuster over in uh, across the street from campus. But I also worked at the one in who Blockbuster Video. You know that place? No, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's where I worked. <laughs> that old relic of 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 the 80s and 90s. Uh, anyway, I worked at this one across the street from campus, and I got sent to this uh, blockbuster out in Highland Park across the street from the Inwood Theater out in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And this is my funny Cary Grant story. Um, I've always loved Cary Grant films, but in particular, I love Philadelphia Story uh, and Bringing a Baby. Those two in particular are my favorite, and of course, Notorious and you know these other films he's done with Hitchcock. But I'm sitting there working on a Friday night at Blockbuster, and this gentleman, very familiar-looking gentleman, comes up to the to the stand and asked this other customer service rep um, if they have Philadelphia story. And the young man who's working with me says, oh, yeah, yeah, let me go get it for you. Comes back. He brings him Philadelphia with Tom Hanks. <laughs> the gentleman who he's brought the video to is getting very irate. It's at that moment that I realized I recognize who this person is and who the girl that he's with is. Mm. It was Don Henley and Cheryl Crow. What? Yeah. On a, a blockbuster on a Friday night, looking for Philadelphia Story. I take the two of them. I go, I'm sorry, sir. I, let me let me get you the the correct film. <laughs> He's stupid. Yes, that's basi- <laughs> this guy's. That's stupid. basically what I want to say. I'm like, I'm sorry. He's stupid and young. He doesn't know what it is. And I take him and I find Philadelphia Story. I give it to him. I was like, it's such a great movie. He's like, oh yeah. And we had this big conversation about it. We come back. We check it out. He gives me his blockbuster card. I give him his. <gasps> you had Don Henley's blockbuster yes, card. Blockbuster card. And then I get, he gives me the credit card to do the the swipe. I gave him his receipt to sign. He doesn't sign it <laughs> and leaves. Of course not. Of course not. I'm just like, oh my God, it's Don Handley. You know, so it was just funny. And Cheryl Crow, even even funnier. But yeah, that's 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 my 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 funny Cary Grant. Man, song. I met well, I met a famous person at Premiere Video, but it had nothing to do with Cary Grant. I'm gonna tell it anyway. <laughs> so this kid looks like a kid comes in and is look thumbing through the blank VHS tapes he's gonna buy. We had like a rack, like a round rack. Yeah, I remember. That like basically just had like in plastic video, blank video cassettes you could buy. Yep. And he walks over to me with like six of them. He sets them down in front of me and I look up and I go, hey, aren't you Eric Stoltz? (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, yes, I'm Eric Stoltz. (laughs) I'm like, hey, that's awesome, man. I love your movies. He's like, thanks. I wanted to say, why aren't you in Back to the Future? But I did. So I was nice. (laughs) And, uh, he, he bought a bunch of tapes and then I said, Hey, would you mind signing this? I go, I don't know, random piece of paper. And into the, we had it up in the store for a long time. Oh my like gosh. just framed. That's hilarious. That, that store. It was has so nothing awesome. to do with anything, but it's like, why is he here? Yeah. Why does he need six blank videotapes? I have so many questions for exactly. you. Exactly. It was amazing but, how many famous people, you know, went through Dallas in the nineties when we were in college. Um, and I talked to so many of them. Because of my my job with the film industry there, and because the your job at Blockbuster and Don Henley, yeah, no. Don Henley, avid Blockbuster, avid, fan. avid Blockbuster fan in Dallas, nonetheless, you know, which is interesting. Was he in good standing when Blockbuster oh, yeah. went under? They didn't like I, try and go and I don't, sue I don't Don know. Henley. I, I don't. I, I mean, at the time when it was when I was there, it was 1994, and he was in good standing. So, okay, yeah. So let, let's talk about this minute, shall we? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cary Grant. <laughs> Always a gentleman. Yes. Uh, and I assume that uh, Roger is also a gentleman. He he says, when the door is open, he's like, first floor. And he's like, please, f- gentlemen, 
ladies first. And the ladies all walk out, which is ge- genius. And yeah. he's walking out ahead of them, which is even funnier. Yeah. It's like, ladies first, but let me go first. And then he goes running out the door. I love his mom. Roger. Roger, are we going to have dinner tonight? And he just beelines out the door. So that's the last of his mom. Yeah. We're done with his mom. He uh, he runs out the door and into the taxi cab. And, of course, past two people that were about to get in that cat taxi cab. And he's like, driver, let's go. He's like, where to, bub? He's like, don't care. Just get driving. You know, he goes and he drives off. And then the, the two henchmen, Valerian and his, his henchmen, jump in the car behind them. And, of course, jump in front of those other two people again. It's just a funny yeah. – you know, old gag. Even though there's, it's a, it's a taxi line. There's literally taxis waiting to drive the people away. Don't worry about it. Everyone will be okay. <laughs> Everyone, don't worry. They'll, they'll get the a plaza, taxi. The plaza doesn't didn't lose any of its TripAdvisor points, or however that works, or stars or ratings because of this. And uh, as they're leaving, he's like, "I'm being followed. Can you do something about that?" Sure can. Guy does not turn around. Love this cab driver. Yeah. I'm in New York. I've, I know everything. I've been here forever. I've had many people come in my cab and say, I'm being pollowed. Can you please lose them? Man, those were the days. Mm-hmm. You can't do that anymore, can you? No. Some people still think you can, and that's how they get caught. Right, but you can't get a, a lift to, hey, I'm being followed. Well, you should call the police. No, no. I just want to lose them. No, no. You should call the police. No, no. no I'm, not, I'm not up for that. You know, that, that, that whole movie that. That Stuber movie with. Come Can on, you lose them? Well, no. I have a computer in front of me that's telling me how to take you to your house. Well, don't take me to my house. Well, you I should, want you to lose them. You shouldn't have gotten in my car then. I'm going to stop here and you got to get out. Well, I don't want to get out. Tough, you're getting out. Officer. <laughs> officer. What year is it? What year is it when you think you can flag down an officer? Excuse me, officer. So Mr. Thornhill has jumped into the cab and they are off toward, and we find out he wants to go to the United Nations. Ah. And why is he asked to go to the United Nations? Why? Because that's where, that's where he's heard that, uh, James Mason's character, uh, works. Uh-huh. Well, at least who he thinks James Mason's character is. True. At this point. So yeah, he is, uh, where the, uh, the, the mystery is still unraveling. Bring us the and, mystery uh, box. And how far into the? I mean, we are th- we are thirty five minutes, minutes into a movie, into the movie from from nineteen fifty nine, and we still don't know what the plot is. No, that's that's ballsy mm-hmm. for this time. Alfred Hitchcock, you know, the master of suspense. It is suspenseful to not like Psycho and all these other movies. It's suspenseful to not tell you who this person is that's killing these exactly. people. And it, it's suspenseful to tell you why is Roger Thornhill being persecuted like this. And it's a two-hour, 16-minute movie, too, which is quite long for the time Very period. long. Oh, I thought about that when we were doing our men's. I'm like, this movie is long. Yeah. I'm surprised like there wasn't an intermission minutes, in it. 88 minutes, 96 <clears throat> minutes tops, but not not this. I mean, I've seen, I've seen some movies in the time period, and I'm like, the two hours, 25 minutes, and there's an intermission like 85 minutes in. Like, wow, that's crazy, you know? This is as long as, this is as long as, but for the time, this is as long as a Mission Impossible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is a normal, you know. Length now. Over, over two hours is now a normal length for movies. Yeah. And good movies, sometimes they're three. Yep. But, you know, it's, uh. We're looking I, I at think you that, fall out. Yeah, looking at you fall out. I think, I think it holds up though. Yeah, I, I, I like too. the shots. I like, but I also like, and this is again the jarring position. I mean, 
Can you imagine having to edit this scene together? You've got them in the elevator, which is a set. Yep. Or it may not be a set. The it's in- hard to tell because remember, they, they actually yeah. get out there in the Plaza Hotel, it seems like. It feels like <coughs> the real plaza. Yeah. It could be a set, but it, it's got the same, like you can tell when they're on a set. I think the elevators changed. inside are set. The outside of the elevators aren't, though. Yeah, it comes running out yeah. and he runs uh, through the, the revolving door down the staircase and outside past a dapper gentleman standing, holding a package and two uh, people walking in. And then also the couple that's just trying to get a cab. And then he's back into the cab and the cab is a, is an onset thing as well with the rear screen. Ugh, those are the worst. Yeah. Cause the color has just color shifted to blue and it's, yeah. there was no yeah. way at that time to, they did a good job though, uh, matching up the, you know, what he would be seeing from that POV. Yeah. Like they have the, the valet, uh, the doorman opening a door behind him uh, for the next people mm-hmm. to get in, which I, I was like, oh, that's not bad. Because sometimes, you know, they don't really get it. But if you look really closely, the uh, valet is uh, opening the door in the rear view for a yellow cab. And then a red cab is the one that comes up yeah, in the actual exactly. street. So, haha, we caught you, Alfred. Haha. You messed up. But, you know, if we're moving too fast, I mean, we're moving fast enough that you don't notice that. And if you notice it, we've lost you. No, no one was noticing that at this point. No, not at all. They were, everyone was still aghast that, uh, he'd actually was still falsely accused of something. Exactly. I can't believe this, this gentleman has not been, uh, exonerated yet. We're 35 minutes into this movie. How could you with Cary Grant? He's Cary Grant. He's always the hero. Exactly. I don't have any other facts on this minute. So. No. Time for the butler. So, uh, did you say you'd never been to New York? No, I've been to New York. I was stuck in New York uh, for that blizzard in '96 uh-huh. on a press junket for From Dust Till Dawn, and I was stuck there for two weeks. <laughs> but I've never well, been to New York in the summer. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> Actually, no, yeah. that's not true because I did go to Jersey and the <laughs> outskirts of, of New York uh, a couple summers back in 2013. Okay, or 12, 2012. Did. Uh... Did you ever go to New York in the 80s? No. I went to New York in the 80s. I was uh, privileged enough that my parents took me to Broadway shows and just the New York Did you go scene see cats? In the, yes, I saw cats on Broadway. Meow. In the 80s. <laughs> Meow. Now Meow. forever. I saw it. Uh, I saw a lot of plays and, cool. you know, got, got to go to Macy's and just do New York things. Yeah. And in the 80s, it was dirty and gross and closer to this New York. Yeah. 1959 to 1980 were probably 20 years were probably the, it, it was pretty bad. I mean, at this point, it was still kind of that poshness. The 60s is where the, is where New York got bad. Yeah. I'm sure people who live there are like, no, no, it was bad in the 50s and it's bad now. But, you know, my point is that like there was no, you felt, I guess you felt safe in New York in the 50s. There was this like you know weird, you know, uh, bubble over most. It wasn't like Gotham most. City where you're coming out of a play and worried that you're going to be turned into Batman. Yes. Yeah, you weren't worried about that in the fifties, but you know the sixties definitely. Yeah. And I remember, I remember getting in cabs like this, like these kind of cabs, and they always smelled terrible. And the driver never looked at anything, and you told them exactly where you needed to go, and they took you there, and. I, I do remember this day always being mesmerized by the taxi driver's life. I was always like, this seems like an interesting life. 
because at that time it was they were a taxi driver, so that was their full time job all the time. Yeah, Lyft drivers, you know, you're an actor or whatever, and you also do Lyft. It's not always a full time gig, and sometimes it is a full time gig. Yeah, but you have flexibility, whereas now you don't. And uh, I would be interested if a cab driver would actually try and lose somebody, hmm. as opposed to a Lyft driver. Yeah, especially if there's like a honey in it for him. You know, here's a hundred. Because I mean, a taxi driver still has to. Well, you know the way Roger Thornhill throws out money. Yeah, I'm sure this guy's getting tipped very well. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine uh, how much money you'd have to tip him and someone now to? Yeah, over a hundred dollars. Oh yeah, easily. at least over. Your, your trip to, alone to is about a hundred bucks. Yeah, and and also now, can you imagine getting into a cab? I I have not been in a cab. <laughs> Since 2011 or 10, it could have been, it may be almost 10 years. I was in a cab last year in Vegas just because I didn't have my phone, my, my Uber set up yet on there, but I had to take a cab to go to my hotel. But I have not been in one in forever since Uber and Lyft started. Yeah. I was, I, I was the early adopter. I was like, Oh my God, I, I love this. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the the cab. Uh, I, now I'm petrified of being in a cab because I'm like, they don't know where I want to go. They're not gonna drop me off exactly where I want to be dropped off. I gotta sit there and wait and do this whole transaction thing with them. And I, I wish it was a little more like the '50s, <laughs> where you just tell them go someplace. <coughs> you always had cash. Yeah, like there was never a problem. The world has changed, my friend. Yes, it has. But uh, yeah, and and the, this this week for us ends with him saying, "I want to go to the United Nations," and uh, we can talk more about the United Nations next week. Yes, um, never been there. Never been to New York a bunch of time. Never been over to that side to go to the United Nations. But um, yeah, it's uh, it this movie is moving along, and I'm excited to see where it goes next. I mean, I we know where it goes because I've seen it. Yes, but I'm excited to talk to you more about. We get to see a lot of matte paintings and a lot of big sets. This is where we're going to get into some more big sets. We've been in very small sets for the past week. We've been in a a, a room, an elevator, a hallway, the outside kind of, but it's covered. (laughs) And and then uh, Roger in a back of a cab. So we've been in most things that are smaller than the story starts to open up next week. It really does. Yeah. It really does. We get, and we, I think we get a murder. A murder. We get our first murder. Golly gee. So, yeah, golly gee. So uh, we'll be back for that. So Chris, Chris and I will join you. Uh, as always, we're from Minute Impossible. Thanks again for letting dun, us be on dun, here dun, for the Hitchcock. Yeah, sing the song in case they don't know it. And, <laughs> not the whole song. And we'd like to thank Hitchcock Minute for letting us do these minutes. And we are... If you need, a, if you want to find HitchcockMinute.com, they've got all of the episodes for this show, and you can also find them at the what is it called? What's the name of the group? You can also find them on Facebook at the Man on Washington's Nose on Facebook. That's the uh, that's the listeners group. So definitely go now that the show is out. I know as of now the show has already started, so definitely go listen and. Uh, uh, we, we, we can't wait to listen to it ourselves. So yes. until next week, where we will be back, step on it. Okay. Got it, pal. <laughs>
goodbye, Mr. Thornhill, wherever you are.